Hello and welcome to episode three of Got It. so excited um we've got so many amazing guests lined up um and i am over the moon to uh, say that today we have uh, the author of the psoriasis cookbook so andy saunderson is here today uh chatting to us about all things psoriasis and diet uh, sharing his knowledge and experience and information about the nine stage healing process so just to give you a little bit of an intro about Andy, Andy had psoriasis for over 25 years um, from just a few kind of small patches that he had in his early teens to being almost completely covered by his mid-twenties. Um, and, you know, not dissimilar to myself and, and many others who have uh, followed a kind of diet and lifestyle um, approach, um, he had tried everything. You know, 25 years is a long time to um, experiment with psoriasis. So he had tried uh, all the ointments and the creams and the steroids and the phototherapy, but nothing ever kind of alleviated the condition, as as many of us know. Uh, and, and he was getting a bit kind of fed up because I think his, his annual visit to the doctor never really brought any new advice advancements in medicine to help clear psoriasis so he decided to take a look at whether there were any other kind of alternative therapies or approaches out there and there were many companies kind of ready to take his money as we've talked about the kind of miracle cures and and various other things um, and others happy to take his money in exchange for remedies that he, that didn't really provide him with anything he, he didn't feel he'd been offered before by doctors or dermatologists so during this period of investigation, um, he did read a number of things which provided him with some hope. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, um, about what kind of inspired him and um, and what, what he became interested in. And he learned, similar to myself and others, that psoriasis um, has been described as a result of a kind of overabundance of toxins in the body, which are kind of released through the skin. So in order to treat this in a different way, he, he decided to kind of get to the root cause and heal the condition internally so he did a lot of internal cleansing um, eliminating these toxins and um, this involved exploring diet concentrating on high alkaline which is what myself and many others have done low acidity forming foods um, there's a lot of controversy around kind of alkaline diets uh, and a big backlash and generally now if I see a backlash I think yeah that's the thing to do because it was backlash around leaky gut uh, and all these other things now which are coming to the forefront that the research is actually being done in these areas now and there, there just wasn't an abundance of research in these areas so it was put down to pseudoscience which isn't actually factual it wasn't pseudoscience it was just lack of science lack of research so there is a difference there and I think it's really important to note that uh, potentially similar with the kind of acid alkali um, approach but anyway this is the approach that he took and he, um, he explored additional things to incorporate into his diet and daily routine in particular things like juices and herbal teas and he devised various uh, dishes that would be suitable throughout the year and substituted foods that were, were not recommended like nightshades and things. So over the years he devised by kind of devising cooking and eating these recipes he discovered that diet had a significant positive impact on his psoriasis and making these diet changes enabled him to take greater control of his skin condition so from here Andy kind of devised this nine stage process the psoriasis cookbook many of you might have seen it and there's over a hundred 
100 modern and accessible recipes um, to assist those who have psoriasis. And this cookbook can kind of empower people um, who would like to take ownership of their skin and reduce the appearance of it in a, in a healthy, natural way without medication. I'm, I'm absolutely over the moon to have Andy here today and I'm really excited to learn more about his story and his experience and, and share it with you all. Hello Andy, it's lovely to have you on Gutted. Thank you so much for joining us. Your book looks fantastic and I love all the recipes you share online. Um, so I'd love uh, you just to tell us a little bit more about how, how you got to this point. Did um, did you have quite kind of severe case of psoriasis? Uh, well, hi Leanne. First of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. My history with psoriasis is quite varied. The first patches appeared when I was in my teens, which were on my arms, legs and scalp. Nothing too severe. The GP prescribed some topical treatments and that managed the condition without any great issue. That then continued up until my early to mid-twenties when the psoriasis started to get much worse to the point where my legs and arms were mostly covered and my torso was partially covered. Interestingly, that was actually the, probably the most unhealthy period of my life, I guess because of the age I was in terms of drinking, smoking and not having the best of diets. Yeah. So I guess the signs were already there between the link between psoriasis and diet before I really knew anything about it. Mm-hmm. The psoriasis then cleared temporarily after a course of phototherapy, were then returned with less severity, but still on all parts of my body. Mm. Uh, it then remained fairly consistent until I looked into the link between my diet and the effect that had on psoriasis. And it was from there that I started to make changes to my diet and the psoriasis began to dissipate Excellent. Well, I mean, I probably have a very similar experience. Um, My psoriasis started as a teenager um, and it certainly got worse through that kind of period where like I was at university and studying and drinking and smoking and uh, just living a very unhealthy lifestyle, probably quite similar to yourself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So again, yeah, I think all all the kind of signs were there. I mean, my my psoriasis started. I was after I had um, three rounds of antibiotics, amoxicillin, for uh, tonsillitis. I don't know. Was there anything a kind of specific trigger or anything that kind of set off your psoriasis that you're aware of? No, I don't think so, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever. I know that you know stress can be a factor with some people, and they can have an outbreak. But for me, it's never really been like that. I've usually just had. It start, you know, it started off with small patches, and then they just developed over time, mm-hmm. up, and, up until having the phototherapy, and then that would clear it. But then they would come back. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and so you talked a bit about, like, obviously having topical treatments and phototherapy. Was there anything else that you tried over that that kind of period, or was it mainly topicals? And uh, no, so it was. Um, Various topical treatments and the phototherapy. Uh, the of the topical treatments, they they would never clear the condition. They would reduce the redness and itchiness and mm. soothe it to you know to a point. 
But yeah. that that was as far as it went. And I, I guess there were there were some of the stronger topical treatments, which were the um, the steroid based treatments yeah. that would clear the condition quite quickly, but only for it would return a few weeks later, which is very similar to the phototherapy in yeah. that it would. Uh, it would clear the condition but it was a very you know it was a short term yeah, it was measure. short term yeah no I found I found that to be similar so so what inspired you then to to try diet uh, for for psoriasis what was your kind of first inspiration well I there were a couple of indicators um firstly I watched a, a tv show years ago that I think it was called the food doctor or the food hospital oh yeah uh, which focused on healing various conditions through making alterations to your diet and psoriasis featured in one episode and that was the first thing that i saw that highlighted that the link between diet and psoriasis that by cutting out various foods it can have a positive effect on the condition mm-hmm. then a couple of years later i came across Dr. John Pagano's book, oh, yeah. um, Healing Psoriasis. Love that which, book, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> which, which again highlighted that link, but then went into a lot more detail. To be honest, a lot of the the science and the granular detail behind the theory went over my head. Mm. But what I was able to take from from the book was that there were, you know, a list of foods that were to be avoided because they can be a trigger for psoriasis. And then on the other side, there is a list of foods that are really good for helping to clear it. Um, So that message was was fairly clear. However, with reading that book and watching that show, and it's kind of an important part in the issues faced in raising awareness of the psoriasis diet. Even with the evidence that had been presented to me from the book and from what I'd seen on TV mm-hmm. I, I still chose to do nothing with that information for a couple mm-hmm. of years uh, now that's probably because a lot of what was on the list to be avoided were all you know the foods that I loved you know there were tomatoes yeah. on there chili red meat alcohol pizza um, and you know as anyone that's ever made a New Year's resolution can attest, changing habits can be difficult. So whilst they were uh, were an inspiration, it did take me a while to, to act on them. Yeah, and I think as well, like, I don't know what your experience is, but um, if you are going to kind of see the medical profession and, and there's no uh, option or suggestion around diet, then it's maybe it doesn't kind of present itself as an option uh, sometimes to people like they don't appreciate that this might be a really good option for skin conditions if it's not if it's not presented as such did, did you feel that or um, well it's I guess it's still not medically recognized certainly it's not anything that's prescribed to you so no. what what comes with that is a degree of skepticism yeah but it was a case of, of trying it out and yeah. I I thought, well, I will do as it suggests. I'll, you know, cut out these f- types of food and increase my intake of the other kind and see if it makes any difference. Al- although the, the changes were small and it gradual over time, mm-hmm. the fact that it was, I could, you know, I could see the changes gave me encouragement 
to mm-hmm. continue. So what were the kind of main things then that you that you removed from your diet or you tried to kind of phase out? Well, I used Pagano's book as the blueprint for what I should reduce and yeah. what I should in- increase with making a few alterations of my own. So the the foods that I either removed from my diet completely or reduced my intake of were the the nightshades were a big one mm-hmm, because yeah. and that was I mean I'd never even heard of that of that term no um, to be honest mm-hmm. uh, so the white potatoes aubergine tomatoes chili and peppers and and goji berries as well I always tell everyone that because um, I bought tons of goji berries thinking they're so healthy and then found out they were a nightshade <laughs> so avoid goji berries people <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot about goji berries because yeah. I, really, I never really eat them. No, yeah, they're not standard in, in a normal diet, I don't think. No. But um, but in the health food world, they're quite popular. So um, I bought tons of them and then had to gift them to someone else when I found out. <laughs> <laughs> but then, apart from apart from the nightshades, which you know, they are a group of vegetables, fruit and vegetables that are generally known to be healthy. Apart from that, a lot of the other the foods to avoid or reduce are foods that are commonly known to be yeah. unhealthy, such as, you know, processed food and meat, junk food, alcohol, caffeine, mm. shellfish, uh, gluten, dairy and red meat. So for all, all of those foods, I reduced my intake. And and do you still eat meat, by the way? Do you yes. Eat? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. So does I. Yeah, yeah so I... I know that there's, um, you can go to the extreme with it and become too... Yeah, there's kind of various schools of thought, isn't there? On uh, a lot of people have tried like vegan diets or very much plant-based focus. But I know a lot of people, and I've read about a lot of people who have cleared their skin uh, while still eating meat. But I think it's just maybe certain meats are better to be avoided or reduced. Yes, yeah. I mean, the some of the, the red meats, which are the highly acidic I, I don't eat much of um right. i eat lamb on occasion and beef very rarely and if i do eat those um meats i only have them in small quantities right okay uh but i think it's it's something that's changed it's a mindset that's changed over time so mm-hmm. it's I've, I've reduced my intake gradually mm-hmm. and what other things that like you're talking about the challenges with behavioural change which is a big challenge I think um, when people are making like diet and lifestyle changes like what what kind of things or support did you have in place or what did you find helped you when you were changing your diet? Well interestingly whilst there's probably a a lot of help out there it wasn't something that I tapped into because I'm a bit behind the times when it comes to engaging on social media mm-hmm. so, so prior to so you went you went it alone <laughs> <laughs> yeah I went into it I went into it blind oh. <laughs> because um prior to setting up the accounts for my book a few months ago yeah I'd never I'd never really had much involvement with social media oh, so okay. I'd missed out on any forums, any support or any information that's shared on these platforms. And right. and to be honest, I'm still only just getting, getting to grips getting with up. them now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting better with 
Instagram, but I've still got a lot to learn on how to use Facebook and Twitter effectively. Yeah, well, I love your videos on Instagram. They're great videos, the cooking videos and like all the recipes and putting it together. The Parmesan crisp was my favourite, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're really, they look fantastic. So I was going to ask you, like, how long did you remove these foods for or did you remove them? Have you removed them completely and indefinitely? Well, it's... It's actually a mix. Um, the whole beh- idea behind the book is that it's a, a shift in mindset and approach to foods that mm-hmm. I eat. Uh, and so in terms of cutting things out, so certain things I've cut out and don't have at all, such as processed meat or any kind of processed or junk food, because it's I would rather eat whole foods and foods that I've cooked myself anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I think the... Um, so I live by those principles of the diet most of the time. But I've, I've found that there's, there's always going to be occasions when it's going to be difficult to avoid all of the foods that you know can have an adverse effect on psoriasis mm-hmm. um, because you're always going to be compromised at some occasion. You could be, you know, be at a, a party or a wedding or a meal out. And I think for occasions like that, I think you've just got to be kind to yourself and just accept that. You know, from time to time, you're not going to be able to to stick to it 100 yeah. percent. But on the whole, that is my diet. I, I cut out the nightshades as much as I can. Um, mm. But I think all of the the junk food and highly acidic food, I I don't really touch at all. No. So can you talk a little bit about the impact that you saw on your skin and how long it took to kind of see changes and and how your skin is now? You know, do you have any psoriasis or do you find it's mainly clear or? Yeah, sure. I mean, the change happens slowly. So, Mm. you know, patience is required. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I found, um, I don't know what your experience was like, but for me, I found that after a few weeks, I did see some positive signs and the way it worked it was a a process of lasting first out so Mm. the the more recent patches of psoriasis that had developed were the first ones that showed signs of dissipating Mm -hmm. and for for the other patches that I'd had for you know a number of years it took it took much longer for Mm -hmm. for them for them to clear and Going back to the what we discussed earlier about how dedicated you are to the cause in terms of still eating meat or being teetotal or going vegan, mm. the, all of those kind of impact the length of time it takes to show shines of positive in the psoriasis clearing. Mm. So I guess it's a case of taking ownership of it and working yeah. out the right balance for your lifestyle. I think yeah. you know every you, you do have to make considerable changes, but you can do it over time depending on where you're starting from, I guess, Mm -hmm. because everyone has, you know, they're starting from a different point in terms of their lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, like, with with my skin, I found... um, mine kind of got worse before it got better which I think is quite common um, and and I found that mine was still kind of waxing and waning which can be very frustrating and demotivating if you're <laughs> making changes to your diets and not seeing the impact um, yeah, of course. 
but I eventually saw it. So I followed quite a strict diet with no alcohol um, for three months. And within the three months, my psoriasis was completely gone. So I noticed huge, I made quite significant changes and I saw quite significant changes, but it did take a period of like three months. But now my diet is, well, I, I manage it quite well. So I, I wouldn't eat a lot of kind of processed foods or dairy is one that specifically impacts my skin so but again probably like you it's, it's sometimes impossible to avoid things all the time so I just manage it like the best I can. Yeah and it's um, another thing that I've found that's been really useful from posting recipes is that you from interacting with people you find out how you know certain things can be a trigger for some and not others. Um, yeah. You know dairy's one, uh, gluten mm-hmm. is another um, and even the citrus fruits can mm-hmm. have, yes. you know, which is meant to be really good for your skin, but mm. for you know, for some people can be a trigger. Yeah, well, in, interestingly, with uh, with lemon and lime, so lemon juice used to really impact my psoriasis and make it incredibly itchy. Um, but actually, as I progressed and I actually drank quite a lot of lemon water uh, during that three months, um, it stopped having an impact on my skin and actually had a really positive effect. So that that was pretty interesting. And also, uh, you were chatting there about like dairy and gluten. Um, I find it's quite specific dairy that impacts my skin. So I can tolerate like hard cheeses, but things like milk and cream and yogurt even I can find if I had yogurt or cream or things like that two days in a row like it would impact my skin so um but you become so much more mindful of it Uh, I think when you've kind of cleared the slate and uh, your skin's much better you really see things coming out in your skin if you do start to eat these certain foods again yeah definitely and I I guess that's the that's the thing of, of being more mindful and being more aware of the individual triggers that you have that are specific to to you interesting okay so got a couple of other wee questions so i was interested to know i think i mentioned at the start but do you so do you have a background in catering or cooking or anything like that uh no i don't actually um i've i've always been interested in food and i've always cooked um my professional background is actually in banking however I I took a career break earlier this year and have spent my time since then writing the book and working in kitchens to to gain more experience which may spark a career change in the future Um, but either way I will continue to to write recipes and continue to to post so that's um that's that's my main, (laughs) main passion yeah oh that's great and so where I mean you're talking about this kind of career change where do you want to go from here with the with the book or with um I mean I was just thinking it'd be great for you to like do some little YouTube things or like share more of the recipes and uh, like maybe some interactive workshops that people could get involved in (laughs) yeah so the I mean the videos is is something that will no doubt evolve um Mm -hmm. If I look back on some of the the, the first videos that I, that I posted, they, they weren't all that great, so they are getting better. <laughs> um, but I think in, in terms of what 
uh, I want to do with it. I would, I want to continue with what I'm doing and reach as many people as I can with it. Um, I guess that the the challenge is um, tapping into a couple of different groups of people. Um, I suppose there's there's one group um, of people that don't know about the psoriasis diet, and I come across plenty plenty of those people, as I'm sure yeah. you do. But um, the real challenge is to get people on board who are aware of the benefits of the psoriasis diet but mm-hmm. are apathetic towards it mm-hmm. and just choose to continue with their current habits. So mm-hmm. I guess the the challenge that I, I put on myself with the writing and posting of recipes and as they evolve is that I want to increase the interest from writing recipes that people want to eat so as not to view the psoriasis diet as a compromise. So yeah. trying to find alternatives for food that people want to eat. Well, I think that's a great aspiration and um, certainly would be so beneficial to many because I think it is a challenge. Even if you know um, the, the impact that diet can have, it still can be quite challenging for people to stick to it and kind of maintain it longer term. So I think that's a... Uh, that's 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 excellent. Very lucky for everyone out there <laughs> that you've done this and you've shared all that your kind of knowledge and experience. Um, certainly very thankful to have you on today to talk about it. And if you haven't had a look at the book yet, so it's called The Psoriasis Cookbook and it's Nine Steps to Healing, is that it? That's right, yeah. yeah. The um, the nine stages were, were something that I play on the, the word psoriasis. That I had, um, I wanted to have the introduction quite basic and straightforward so that it kind of got into the recipes as uh, quickly as possible. Um, and I had all of the content for the nine stages, but they, they, they weren't really joining up and it, was, it wasn't very coherent. Um, and um, it was it was my girlfriend actually that that came up with the the idea for maybe a play on the the word psoriasis. So I can't take all oh. the credit. I can't take all the credit for that. But oh. um, but yeah, the it's a a nine stage process to changing your mindset on how you approach a diet with a view to clearing psoriasis. Oh, excellent. Well, it sounds great. So um, thank you so much for, for coming on today and chatting to us and sharing um, sharing your knowledge and experience. It's, I think it will be appreciated by all uh, and certainly um, worth picking up a copy of the book. So where you can get it on Amazon, can't you? And you share all your, um, you were talking about Instagram there, but you share a lot of your recipes on Instagram as well. Is it just Psoriasis Cookbook? Yes. Yeah, on Instagram. Perfect. Um, thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure, uh, and I'm I'm really excited to see to see where where it goes from here. And uh, it's, I just think for me, it's one of the the big passions I have is just people sharing knowledge and experience in this area, especially you know if like myself and like you, you know, you've had twenty years uh, or more like dealing with the condition. And I just think if there, um, you know, if there's ways that we can help other people to not have to deal with it for that length of time, or or certainly um, have periods, long periods where it's it's manageable, then I I just think that's a uh, quite quite useful for people. Yeah, absolutely, and. You know, as you said, the whilst the 
initial period from making the changes can be quite difficult in in that three month period, which in the grand scheme of things isn't isn't a long time, but you can see some really great results yeah. in that time frame. Definitely. And I think if if you have had psoriasis for a long period of time, then three months isn't isn't a huge um a huge time scale in the grand scheme of things, is it? Yeah. Um you know, like yourself, if you've had it for twenty five years and the the day in I mean we haven't really touched on the kind of challenges of psoriasis day in and day out. You obviously talked about that how extensive it was if it was on your torso and your arms and your legs but it, it is quite a kind of mental and physical condition um, in terms of how, how it impacts you especially over that kind of long period of time I don't know if you have any thoughts that I don't want to put you on the spot sorry <laughs> yeah no no it's fine I mean I actually I, on the, in the grand scheme of things I consider myself quite fortunate in terms of I've I've seen people in in public that have you know have it had you know a lot worse than I have yeah um but the it's quite discomforting in terms of you know when the seasons change and and winter sets in it can be painful um it can sting it can you know bleed in some cases Mm. um and also the the discomfort that comes from putting ointment on your arms and then clothes then stick to stick to your arms and then you can your clothes end up quite greasy, and also it can uh, impact things like your sleep and things, can't it? If um, if you're uncomfortable and itchy and everything else, it can have quite an impact on your sleep. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, I suppose I'm fortunate in that in visible areas, I've never really had it that much. So, but I've noticed it, you know, on people's hands, and yeah, on their face, mm-hmm. um, and I guess so there are people that have quite severe cases of psoriasis that probably don't even know that from making these changes and they're not huge changes to their diet no. it can mm-hmm. have a real positive effect on them yeah a huge a huge impact on their life definitely oh well oh, i feel that's warmed my heart <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, I hope I hope it provides a bit of inspiration and hope for other people because I think the more people who share their experience um, using diet and lifestyle intervention, I think the more people will give it a try. Um, and I just think, uh, yeah, that that can only be for for the greater the greater goods and 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 hopefully help people out there. So so thank you, thank you very much for getting involved in Gutted Today. It's been lovely having you on. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. 